Hi everyone and welcome to the Cure Radio Show. Hope that you can tune in. It's a beautiful day today. Sunny and great. We're going to talk about uh, building bridges and not and eliminate dividing walls. In other words, coming together because we all share one loving Father, one God, and we're supposed to unite in love and that would be great to discuss ways how we can do that. Let's start with a little prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you will renew the face of the earth. O God, you taught the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant that by the gift of the same Spirit we may be truly wise and always rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so, Bobby wants to say hello. <laughs> Hi guys. Of course I want to say hello. Please hello. stay with us. Your microphone is working good. I can yeah. hear it. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting show. Just stay with us and enjoy. Soon we're going to start with the first song, but I'm not going to tell you which one. <laughs> Mainly because I don't know. Well... It's actually any minute now, any moment now. So. Oh, let me put your just hang timer. So we have J.P. Robinson online. Oh. The great J.P. Robinson. That is an awesome speaker. This guy is anointed by God. He really knows how to reach people. And what a beautiful person so grateful for his service when we are we all have our gifts individually it'd be wonderful once we learn about it and we can use it to help one another to live for God as situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Well, I'm still amazing. Thank you, baby. 
You're well, amazing. God is still amazing. Oh, Emmy had a birthday yesterday, by the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> our show is available live on your radio, also through our throughout our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, throughout social media, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. We broadcast live from Miami through satellite, available in traditional radio, and on Sirius XM the next day, the Family Talk channel. After the show, any podcast player. We're reaching about approximately 5 million people monthly in Facebook alone. So thank you to our social media followers. And thanks, God. This show was created to expose the truth, educate, and provide comfort. We provide testimonials to let people know that we are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have expert and inspirational speakers that can help. God was my only cure when everything else failed. And we hope we can be there for each other. Life can be challenging, but know this, there is a God who happens to be our Father, is omnipotent, and loves us dearly. So there's always hope. That song was Fighting for My Soul by Jenna Brancart. And the message I received, the more we place our trust in God, the more amazed we'll be, turned my life around and found unbelievable strength in me. Not ashamed of my past, grateful to God for who I've become. Hope our story helps us return to our roots where we are from. Every day gets better when pursuing God in this war for the soul, protected and looked after, God keeps every evil in his control. The Holy Spirit will alert us to the many common ways we sin and guides in virtue while eliminating demons that lurk within. God, you have it all planned. It is up to us to do what's right. Never have you let us down whenever giving you the fight. Ready, always providing, our hope, peace, and joy every day. His blood runs deep. Such a divine love can't be taken away. God has been fighting for us since before we were born. His precious heart, holy wounds, these battle scars we adorn. Our trials, the cross, not flesh but your spirit gets us through. Already one, resilient, confident, all honor and glory to you. Today we will be talking about building bridges between all of us. We have our special guest, J.P. Robinson. J.P. Robinson is an award-winning author of historical and political suspense, a minister, and the president of Lancaster Christian Writers Association. He is a contributor to guideposts, focus on the family's clubhouse, and the Salvation Army's war cry. His work has been praised by industry leaders such as Publishers Weekly and secured the number one spot on Amazon's historical thrillers category. JP often speaks to writers and church groups in the United States and internationally. 
He has been happily married for over 16 years to his high school sweetheart. J.B. Robinson, welcome to The Cure. So blessed to have you with us. Thank you so much, Amy. The pleasure is mine and the blessing is mine. It's great to be here. Thank you. And so let's just start out with a little bit about you. Tell us how you came about. Tell us a little bit of your story. Sure. Um, I began, uh, my story is actually a very, I think like many of the people listening in this morning can identify, oh, there are a lot of challenges in my in my story. And uh, I really appreciate the uh, the title of your show, God is the Cure, because that's what I really identify with and believe with all my heart. And uh, so I grew up um, in New York, and it was a very, you know, very challenging experience in a lot of ways, but uh, we faced homelessness and food insecurity for a number of a number of years, but uh, through it all, uh, God was there, guiding, keeping. I, I look back now and think there were so many things that could have gone wrong, uh, kept me from, and it's just, you know, looking back as an adult, you see the road that God brought you through to bring you to where you are right now. So for, I'm standing here today not just as a person who's had a, a great life or an easy life, because it, it's been anything else but easy. Um, I lost my parents two years apart, uh, one right after the other, uh, just, you know, a lot of Growing up as a, as the minority in a in a school that wasn't the the kindest in a lot of ways, but yet through it all, he, I realized throughout the years God was working to these things and molding me to become the the person He wants me to be, whatever His purpose is. And so I'm really happy now as a writer and as a speaker to speak to groups, uh, organizations, churches, young people in a variety of settings with that straightforward message that God is the answer to your situation. And I'm saying that not just hearsay, but I'm saying that because I know it. <laughs> I mean, so you, right now, I, I think, Yes, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, right now, as, a, as an author, um, you know, I try to channel those messages into my writing. Uh, and my Northshire Heritage series was, uh, was a, a book that secured, as you mentioned there, praise from Publishers Weekly. And one of the things that I really felt in writing that story was um, there's a, a character experiences as a child and uh, that uh, her infant baby and her faith it just anchors her, holds her, brings her through this seemingly impossible circumstance. And uh, in no matter what we go through, you know, whether we're parenting issues or whether we're, you know, we're in grief, abuse, whatever it is, uh, he is the answer. And so it's great to know that. Well, it seems like you had a very rough start that has shaped you to where you are. And I hear you, a, a difficult upbringing also not just orphaned but as a minority and I'm sure sure that you saw a lot of things that were sad and you experienced a lot of division growing up but you were able to overcome that and you got out of that to a place where you felt peace united with God walking with God and sharing the word to help unite others and share the love help them feel that joy and that peace that you found despite all the trials and tribulations that you had encountered and and, and so today this kind of message is needed more than ever because uh, we see that it's not just in minority neighborhoods or people who have had it rough, but it's become rough, not just nationally, but globally. There seems to be, uh, we seem to be living in very challenging times where we are witnessing division, which is why 
the speech that I saw not too long ago at the conference, building bridges can, cannot be more applied to today's world because society and the environment has conditioned us to build walls between us. And so do you believe that we have become presently divided? I absolutely do. And uh, I think that there's a, there are a number of reasons for that. But at the heart of it all is the enemy of God's children. Uh, yes. Specialized in causing division. And whether that division is in homes, whether that division is in societies, you, you actually look, if you if you look through the scripture, you can see that when she has from a biblical perspective, it constantly Satan is always working to ferment division and turn people against one another. And that same pattern that works in the individual individuals from couples and relationships to family structure to society as a whole to the nation to the world on a whole it's actually the same pattern over and over divide and conquer get them to turn on each other and then things fall apart and uh, the impact is is truly tremendous and lasts for generations uh, and so as you look at our world right now when we're seeing on a global sphere political sphere economic sphere that there is an ongoing sense of me first but what God calls for really is about thinking about the other person. Um, yes. I was on my way back up from that conference a week in North Carolina. I was thinking uh, on my way back about that, uh, that great passage in First Corinthians 13, which, you know, where Paul says in love, he just goes through the characteristics of love. And there's this, there's this segment in there where he says, you know, love bears no record of wrong. I think in King James it's translated as love keeps uh, love things. Yeah, I mean, Satan's ultimate battle would be matrimonies and families, and families are attacked the most. We'll be right back. Just stay with us. We'll continue talking more about Building Bridges with J.P. Robinson. Stay with us. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and the Kid. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your Social Security number or other personal information and tell you that your Social Security number had been used in connection with the crime? Did you feel worried that your Social Security number might be suspended, bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information or instant payment email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Do not be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General at OIG.SSA. Gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Did you know that there's one death in the United States of America every 13 seconds? Did you know that children are reported missing daily in America? Do you know where your child is right now? Do you have a parent with Alzheimer's? Does your spouse travel to work? Do you have or do you know of someone who is missing? These are just a few scenarios to consider the NOKR. The National Next of Kin Registry, or NOKR, is a nonprofit organization that's here to address needs. Oftentimes, local and state agencies are unable to locate a family member or next of kin because critical information is missing to identify who the person is or who should be contacted. NOKR is a high-speed solution to locating your next of kin in urgent situations. 
NOKR is designed as an emergency contact system to help if you or your family member is missing, injured, or deceased. NOKR is a free service to the public, as well as the local and state agencies using the search service. Safeguard your family. It's free. Visit the organization website for more information or to register your family today. Please visit www.nokr.com. Continue with Amy Cabell and The Kid. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Remember that you can listen to the radio show live through our app to cure with Amy Cabell or as a podcast. Just look for God is the Cure on any podcast platform. That song was Oceans Where Feet May Fail. Feel Song United. Not about feeling sanctimonious, but being as humble as can be. God gives free will, upsetting is a game without the referee. We fail daily, but what matters is how well we took the fall. Different strokes most succeed when responding to his call. Unyielding God of mercy and grace, we surrender to his design. Take our life and only your will be done. Please keep us in line. Calling upon you, Lord, in spite of, take us where we should go. Faith inspired, even if it's hard, reveal what we need to know. Guided by the greatest love, never wrong, always got it right. God has our best at heart, nothing bigger than his holy might. Giving spirit, take us higher to feel the sweetness of salvation. Where there aren't bounds, praising God above every creation. Surfing the wave does not let us drown and help us not to cave. Concerned for all his children, not a soul he wouldn't save. Hail God Almighty, Eternal Father, for which there is no other. Never late, most willing loving Father wouldn't want another. We will continue talking about building bridges in between all of us. 
with J.P. Robinson, author of In the Dead of the Night. Together, you are a body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of his body. 1 Corinthians 12.27 And there comes the rain. J.P., how can we emphasize on more common ground on what it is that unites us? Everything that can unite us. That's a great question, Amy, and thank you for bringing that up. Um, you know, when thinking about First Corinthians 13, as he quoted from there, Paul made this great statement where he said, love bears no record of wrong. And when we look back at life and a lot of the divisions that we have in our world and in our nation, a lot of times it's we're stemming from a memory of something that someone's done or holding the anger that we hold in our heart, uh, whether we express it or not or whether we're conscious of it or not, a lot of times we build walls between ourselves by focusing in on things that we don't like. Common ground and building bridges comes from the fact when we're willing to tear down those walls and step beyond our own, uh, I'll say it this way, beyond our own uh, our own thoughts to a certain degree, uh, or memories, or feelings, or anger, or whatever it is that we're holding in our heart, and we sit down and recognize that behind every every person's thoughts, and behind every uh, every tweet, every social from whatever, there is a human being behind that Christ died for, someone that God loves, uh, someone that God is trying to get us to connect with. And it doesn't call for us to lose our own perspective, but it does call for us to sit down and say, how do I reach across the divide and recognize that on the other side, there's someone else that God loves as well. And I think that if we can hold that perspective in our mind, we sit down and say, you know what, this is, uh, there are bigger things at stake than just myself or just what I think that other people think to me or that they're targeting me or whatever else, and really reach across and try to break down those walls, I think that that's what we can start to see, uh, and see some growth and see some positive change. In, the, in Christ's name and in, in the love that he has for all of us. Because if we think about it, really, that's what he did for us. Uh, when we were, you know, alienated from him or, you know, walking a different path that we shouldn't have, yet he reached across the divide. And now he says, I want you to do the same thing in your world. But if we're all content to just stay where we are, stay behind our bridges, uh, behind our walls, excuse me, then we're never going to reach across and we're never going to change anything. Those walls are just going to get higher and higher and higher all the time. And we've, we've been there. We've all been there before. And what pulled us out? God's love. So why don't we do the same in return? Uh, so, and, you know, because ultimately love does, does defeat hate and it does defeat anger. It seems like it's hard. A lot of times people get upset easily and they get sometimes offended over things that are unimportant, but if they only knew how awesome it is not to, how good it feels to just let it go, <laughs> how, how awesome it is to just say, oh, thank you, uh, God, for this suffering. It's bringing me closer. Um, and learn to embrace the cross and, and find joy in suffering. And it's a hard thing to do, but you practice it enough times, you'll get better. You know, practice makes perfect. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to say that, uh, that you know, to, to love anyway and to go on. But the thing is, love is a choice. You know, it's not a feeling. It's not just something that we, a present, everybody do what they want to do. Love is so much deeper than that because the scripture shows us it's a part of God. It's who he is. It's a power and a force. 
And when we make that choice to surrender to that and let it work through us, that's when we rise above ourselves as humans. You know, we can look and say, well, I, I want to do better. I want to try to tear down walls. But when we actually surrender to that power of God on the inside, that is, it takes us above our humanity and lets us do things that we never thought we could do before. Uh, and I think that that's the, the starting point we're looking at divides, whether it be racial or political or whatever. And we start to look at that and say, you know what, I'm going to let God do more through me than I could ever do on myself that's when we start to do things that are really awesome. Yeah, a choice to do the hard work, not what we feel like doing. Kind of listen to the spirit, not the flesh. Yeah, well, it, exactly. everything starts with conversations, I think, and, and we just need to want to talk to each other. So, but JP, can it be scary? I think it can. Uh, what do you think? To start conversations of unity instead of, you know, don't start it. <laughs> Yeah, I do think it can be scary for a lot of people to actually take that step. And I think that's where we need to stop and ask ourselves, what really is at stake? You know, uh, my wife and I do a lot of talks with, uh, with couples um, and marriage couples in different churches. And, and uh, one of the things that we've seen, and I'm going to say this in marriage, but it's true in any aspect of society. Uh, one of the things that we've seen is that a lot of times simple problems become very big, complex ones. Yeah. And no yeah. one wants to start an appropriate dialogue, you know, between him or her, you know. They don't want to start an appropriate dialogue, and it, the conversation quickly degenerates into things that have no bearing with what actually is the issue. You know, what his mother-in-law did 10 years ago, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and it, it turns around and becomes something very volatile. And I think in society, we have that same approach, that a lot of times we don't want to sit down and talk. And we as Christians need to be the courageous ones that are willing to step beyond our, our own Somebody's got to do it. And reach out. And you know, Somebody's God, God said to be, that, if you follow God's word, be the peacemaker and only pure things coming out of your mouth. Yeah, well. And your thoughts. By it, the way, thoughts count. <laughs> <laughs> Let, and we'll continue talking more how to build bridges in between all of us with J.P. Robinson. Just stay, stay with us. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Here's a Renewing Your Mind Minute with Dr. R.C. Sproul. Are we really amazed by the measure of God's grace that he has poured out on us? I cannot give a single reason under heaven why God would save me. The only reason in the final analysis why you're a Christian is that the Father wants to honor the Son. And from all eternity, he determined that the son's work would not be in vain. And so he determined not just to make salvation possible and then cross his fingers hoping that somebody would take advantage of the ministry of Jesus, but God the Father from all eternity determined to make salvation certain for those whom he has determined to give to his son. For today's special offer, visit renewingyourmind.org. We live in an on-demand world. Time, weather, meals, and content. That's why the Truth Network has the Truth Podcast Network. Some of your favorite Truth Network programs, plus some that are podcast only. Rich content that is rich in the Word. 
Truth for a New Generation with Alex McFarland podcast is content for all generations of Christians. Alex is an apologetics author and speaker. Alex's greatest passion is fueling any Christian's faith and giving all the stuff needed to do the same. Truth for a New Generation podcast at truthnetwork.com. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us to try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Is it my imagination? Is it something that I'm taking? All the smiles that I'm faking Everything is great, everything is thin is great Going out every weekend Staring at the stars on the ceiling Hollywood friends gotta see them Such a good time, I believe it this time Tuesday night Blazed over eyes Just one more pint or five Does it even matter anyway? We're dancing on tables till I'm on my face With all of my people And it couldn't get better this way We're singing to last call And it's all out of tune Should be laughing but there's something wrong Ellie hits me when the lights go on Maybe I miss you Just like that and I'm sober I'm asking myself is it over? Maybe I was lying when I told you Everything is great, everything is, thin is great And all of these thoughts and the feelings Just said that if you don't need them I've been checking my phone all evening Such a good time, I believe it this time Tuesday night, blazed over eyes Just one more time or five Does it even matter anyway? We're dancing on tables till I'm on my face With all of my people And it couldn't get better this way We're singing to last call And now we will continue with Amy Cabell and The Cure. Welcome back and thanks for being with us. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio on our app, The Cure the podcast The Cure and our website GodIsTheCure.com That song was Miss You by Louis Tomlinson Steady, constant, pure and forthcoming with God will be alright Before too long when it goes wrong many times he made it right God's angels sent to his people how we miss having Christ around. Diligently to his rhythm, we prepare our days. How sweet the sound. Dancing with laughter, despite the tune, joyful, patient, and content. Devote to his sacred heart and spirit, great comfort that he sent. Even if we can't see it now, we hope, pray, not worry, and carry on. God supplies endurance, vision, and strength to place his will upon. Moved by his promises and serene mind to a dwelling of his love, 
what consolation his kindness and the blessings sent from above. Doesn't get better, happier sad times when Christ is at our side. All else aside, sorrow turned peace and wiped every tear we've cried. Keeping God our focal point to stay loyal, balanced, and refreshed. Deny the world, flesh, to his advocate, the Holy Spirit be enmeshed. Let not grief rule, but hope, wisdom, and goodwill from his word. Divine support and direction he gives, so we maintain undeterred. We will welcome talking about building bridges in between us with J.P. Robinson, author of In the Dead of the Night. Romans 12.10 Love each other as brothers and sisters and honor others more than you do yourself. Yeah, I you love to, that one. I think you need to say it very slowly because a lot of people need to get it. Yes, because we don't live for ourselves as much as we live for others. What are we going to do when we see God? Hey, God, I did great for myself. Hooray. No, I don't think so. JP, I love your analogy on the Writers' Conference of how our relationships should be like bridges. Tell me about their characteristics. Sure. Um, a bridge, you know, one of the things that we love about, I love about bridges, and in Pennsylvania, where I live, we have tons of these uh, wooden bridges, and so I get to drive over them a lot. And the things I love about, about them is that, first of all, they have a strong foundation. Uh, and that, I think that that shows us, first of all, is that we have to have a strong, be a bridge of God, we have to have a strong foundation that's anchored in Christ, not just in a church, not just in a political field or any kind of religion. But it's got to be anchored down in him. And I love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12. He taught us that by one spirit we're baptized into that body. Um, not just by a profession, but by an experience of the living God that brings us into him. And as a result now, we're in something so much bigger than ourselves. You, know, you mentioned not living for yourself, and that's true. Because when we come into him, we're in something so much bigger. We're part of a collective, part of a universal body that it, it requires us as individuals to do our part to connect each other, to, to connect with each other, and to connect others to God. Um, the thing with the bridge that I love is that it's designed to bear a load, and that when we are part of the bridge of Christ, and we ourselves are becoming individual bridges, uh, when we, are, we must be ready and willing to bear the burden and to try to help them go on their journey, which is what a bridge really does. You know, a bridge is designed to allow us to go on our journey, to continue to cross the divide that otherwise would not have been possible. As Christians, you know, we're called to be ambassadors of Christ, who was a bridge between God and man. So it's important for us to recognize that we're, even we have a purpose, we have a function, and our function as part of that body is to carry the burdens of others, to reach out across the divide, to turn and be anchored in him and recognize that not only are we anchored in him, but to be a bridge, allow our the Holy Spirit to craft us and to design us, to shape us into what God wants us to be. And one thing I like to tell people a lot of times is that we have a we believe that when we come to Christ, we come as we are. You know, whatever shape we're in, we become him if we know that he accepts us. But he doesn't leave us in that state. All the people that Jesus met in his journey they all came to him from wherever, and, you know, tax collectors, prostitutes, whatever they were, but they left him changed. And when we come into him to be a part of that, to be in order to fit into it, his great 
spiritual universal bridge, he changes and shapes us through life experiences, through suffering, through the teaching of the word, through so many different in different ways to make us effective and to yield ourselves to him in that regard. He transforms us and makes us an effective bridge in our own individual lives as well. So it's important for us to recognize that. You know, to be constantly always trying to grow with Christ and do it his way, you said something very important in that conference. You said, don't be afraid to be in uncomfortable situations around the lost, around the people that you feel that you've been burned by or that might burn you so long as it's a safe situation. Be be willing to take that burden. Be willing to um, be that good example. Be willing to risk yourself and put your faith in God and trust that he will make it right. Wow, Amy, you really paid attention. I pay attention when it's interesting. <laughs> so I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is that when we when we look at it through the eyes of the spirit and not the eyes of the flesh, that's when we're going to see things accurately. And when we look at situations through the eyes of the flesh, we're going to see it totally wrong. Uh, we're going to see it from an emotional perspective. We're going to see it from our, our own biases and our own past history. Yeah. God is not subject to any of our biases. He's not subject to our own personal history. He's above it all. And he invites us to see life through his eyes. When we can rise above ourselves and see it through the lens of the Word, through the lens of the Spirit working through the Word, then we're going to see things accurately. And that's when we can really go back to people who have burned us, hurt us, uh, or situations that have been against us, and we can be the one to rise above it and be that bridge. Yeah, be careful with those feelings and those emotions. Uh, God help, prayer helps with that, and and all we have to do is ask. Oh, yeah. And God said we will receive, but first we must ask. Otherwise, we're not going to receive. Um, and so, how does faith help us surpass through difficult moments, those moments that seem impossible to bear? You know, that's a great question. And faith in itself is again, not just a positive mental thinking. And you know, we look at the Bible, and in Hebrews 11, it tells us faith is a substance. It's like, it's like a revelation, like an opening, an understanding, I think is the best way I can describe it. And when we understand firmly that God has called us to be a part of his plan, his body, it's real, revealed to our hearts, not just something someone tells us, but it's real to us. That gives us the power to do what we could not do in ourselves, because now faith is above us. It's a power that allows God's power to work through us, if that makes sense. Um, so it makes us do things that we could not do. And our faith being anchored in God, we think of Moses, for example, who had to face his fears and go back to lead his people out of, of a horrible situation. Uh, when we see that, that that coming up there, we see that faith stood in the gap and allowed him for 40 years of these people, and, you know, getting him annoyed, <laughs> yet his, con his conviction and his faith allowed him to constantly be that intercessor between God and the people of Israel. That even when God wanted to destroy them, Moses threw himself and no Lord. Don't don't do this. You know, you think about just think about how powerful faith is to allow him to rise above his own personal frustration, like we oftentimes feel. Our own frustration, faith, that revelation that God put us here for this purpose to be a, a witness and a, an example of Christ can allow us to rise above our own faith. Yeah, and, and, and when we practice, and when we practice faith, we we invite God's might, and we provide opportunities for Him to create miracles. Uh, but it takes faith; it does, and, and that's how sure how sure we how we're able to 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 get closer. Because whenever He performs miracles in our lives, whenever He shows how great and how wonderful and how much He loves us, is how we're able to love others even better. 
because we know that God is with us and that God will provide and that he will be our strength and open our eyes to help others do the same. And, and that's how maybe we could build bridges and come together. And we'll do that and we'll continue talking more how to with uh, J.B. Robinson. Just stay with us. Amy Cabo and the Cure. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening. And they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations as well as how and why as a young person they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Are you a member of the body of Christ? Then how much do you really love your family? True Commentary with Stu Epperson, author of the book, Last Words of Jesus. Let's listen to the Apostle Paul as he gives six different warm words of affection toward his family in Philippi. He calls them brethren, beloved. He calls them his joy. He calls them his longed for. And then again, he calls them his brethren. But the key is the first word of the verse. Therefore, why? Because in 320, Paul says, we are citizens of heaven. You see, heavenly citizens treat each other differently. Why? We act different. We think different. We look different. Why? Because we're citizens of heaven, and we're longing for Christ to come back. Therefore, we treat each other different. True Commentary with Stu Epperson, author of the book, Last Words of Jesus. Available now in bookstores, or go online to lastwordsofjesus.com. Before you came into my life, everything was black and white. Now what I see is color, like a rainbow in the sky. So tell me your love will never fade. That I won't see no clouds of gray. Cause I don't want another. You bring color to my life, baby. Life was so heavy. I was giving up, no, no. But since you came along, I'm not as a feather. You give me something incredible, sensational. We're together, everything is better, my darling. Only you can brighten up my day. You make everything change, you rearrange to go away. Let me tell ya, before you came into my life, everything was black and white. Now all I see is color, like a rainbow in the sky. So tell me.
And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, our app, The Cure, and our social media. Look for God is the Cure, because He is. And later the show will be a podcast, whatever podcasts are, just look for God is the Cure. That was Color by Manek and Haley Steinfeld. All started going well when committing to God in every way, ready to sacrifice for what's right at any cost without delay. Didn't know color in my life until always keeping to his laws of wonder, holy and so divine, loves regardless of our flaws. Patient, gentle, and ever caring, his sweet heavens fill the sky, angels guarding and his saints praying to the Most High. He is hope, a future, plans to prosper, and protects from harm. We are chosen, weapons evil uses against us, he will disarm. Hardships worked out better, open doors replaced with joy. God is that constant, and a loving pact no enemy can destroy. Oh, how our days fill with peace, the more trials handled well. God is real, truth and the way, those living his precepts excel. Finding many ways to brighten moments so sweet and dear, seeing his beauty in our lives, this choice never been so clear. There to catch us in and despair, nothing that happens is in vain. Amazing as can be, incredible is he, the rainbow in the rain. We will continue talking about building bridges in between all of us with J.P. Robinson, author and speaker, by the way, <laughs> author of, Dead of, of In the Dead of the Night. And in Romans 12, 7, it says, If we can serve others, we should serve. If we can teach, we should teach. JP, how important is it to apply God's principles and rules in our lives? I mean, that is, it's critical, um, because when we apply God's laws or God's word, let's say that way, we apply God's word to our lives, it changes us into him as we receive the word of the word of God. And that's what allows us to manifest the power, to show the power and the life of God, is as we receive that word and show it in us. Um, but it's a journey, you know, and I was thinking, um, I, I'd actually like to share a brief story here, because I was talking about, you know, bridges and the importance to uh, be the bridge, etc. But it is a journey, and it's a difficult one because bridges challenge us to continue on in our journey. A lot of times, as as individuals, as Christians, we like staying where we are. You know, we get to a certain point, and we're happy staying there. You know, but God challenges us to be the one to carry on, to continue on in our journey and in our growth. And uh, the story I'd like to share is um, a little bit of a sad one, but it was uh, when a friend of mine passed away. Uh, we were out on a, uh, just like having some uh, guy time out, whatever, and he, um, he was, we were out near a lake, and he went in a little bit too deep, and uh, unfortunately the bank gave way, and he drowned. And, uh, you know, I tried rescuing him, getting him out of there, but we, was, we were unable to do so. There's that 
were there. And, um, you know, for a long time after that, I could not drive over any kind of bridge or any kind of water. I, I would stop the car and let my wife drive over. And I, I shared the story before, but I, I think it's very relevant to share here. And um, it, until it came to a point we were down in Florida and lots of water everywhere, lots of bridges everywhere. And uh, I asked her, I pulled the car over and asked my wife to drive over the bridge because I, I just couldn't handle it emotionally. And, um, and she, she looked at me and she said, you need to do this. And uh, so I did. You know, I, I, I sat down there and quoting the Lord's Prayer, every, every, every wheel of those tires, I was going to say the Lord's Prayer. And we, we made it across the bridge. And from that time on, I was free. I was able to, to carry on. And so for myself, uh, that was my, one of the big steps of my emotional and mental healing. Uh, in it, but I think that as I look at reflect over the years on that on those circumstances, I've realized that that's indeed the way God operates with us. You know, He sets challenges for us in our word, in His word. He sets challenges for us in our lives, um, and as we get try to get closer to God and follow His path, we have to face those challenges. And one of the biggest challenges I think we're facing right now is for us to literally reach out to those across the divide and be willing to help them further on their journey. Because you see, when you're a bridge, you're not just helping somebody else, you're actually also helping yourself and your own growth, maturity, and development uh, by doing things that you may not really have wanted to do before. Uh, so there, it is definitely important to apply that word of God and see in itself that it's challenging us to become more, greater, more like Him every day. And that's, that's all part of the Christian experience. Yeah, you know, we uh, have to face that fear. That fear will one day face God. And amazing what we can do when we believe that we can do anything through Christ who strengthens us. Uh, we we can be that peacemaker we thought was impossible to be. We can have that patience of a saint. Uh, we we can. I mean, if people understood the enemy is trying to cause conflict, he puts negative thoughts in our minds. He tries to uh, make us believe the opposite of what is true. He can make us feel bad about something that's good and good about something that's bad. He definitely can outsmart us, and we need God's help in every instance. But God is bigger, and and we can see beyond that, and we can say, okay, regardless of what I think. Which is usually, which is negative that he's placed in my mind, and regardless of how I feel, this is what God said, and this is what I'm going to go by. Absolutely. I'm going to believe all things because you I know, love Jesus. this person. I am going to forgive because God says forgive no matter what. I am going to love unconditionally because that's what God calls me to do. I am not going to judge because I am no one to judge. God is the judge. And I am not going to retaliate because God said vengeance is mine. And so if you just you know go exactly by what god says we are that word of god is a sharp it's a sharp sword against the enemy's attack and the enemy's constantly attacking for which we almost always have to be vigilant and always say god help me or get behind me satan i belong to jesus and i'm protected by his blood and um you know never be afraid to say god help me sometimes we we suffer things and we just hold it and we think we we're handling it but we always need god's help and so if we say god help me god will always help he's just waiting for you to say it um but yes people there will always be situations that are that are trying there will always be people that are trying to sway us the wrong way or trying to get us to get upset it's a win for the enemy every time he tries to get us to sin so that we can separate further from god but god always pulls us back 
and he lets us realize he loves us in many different ways through people animals situations it'll happen god does not give up nobody loves us more than him so um okay back to our question uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's totally true and that is very true and i was just thinking as we're talking there you know jesus when he was being tested on the mountain he, he had all this power locked up within it but he didn't use him and Tenson, he, he responded with, it is written. And I think that goes to show us that no matter where we are in a Christian experience, we could be the, the weakest Christian as we might see ourselves. But the reality is the strength is in the Word. And when we quote that yes. Word of God and stand by with our heart, that's what drives them away. You know, And I think that that's really what we have to realize is that when we are tackling tough situations in our world or in our lives, we need to look at them and talk about them through the lens of the Word of God through a spirit-infused perspective, and that's what gives us the ability to turn around and, and be victorious. His, his word does not conform to the flesh. It conforms to the spirit, and the spirit is truth, and it's ultimately peace. And if we stick to the word, we will have peace. God is peace, and his precepts are perfect. And so if you want to be perfect, be completely, be perfectly obedient. Almost finishing the show, though. <laughs> but, um, well, we have the last 30 seconds, right? Is that what it is? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Any last words, JP? I would say this, you know, let's go out there and let's be the light. You know, I think that we're we're needed right now more than ever to shine in the darkness, and we're needed more now than ever. Let's go out there and connect. Be the bridge wherever God would have you to be. And, and as a result, we'll connect people to each other and connect people, most importantly, to him. Thanks for having me here today, Amy. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, and thank you so much, JP. And I just want everyone to know that God, there will be, there can be a small group of people that can change events, that can make things happen. Absolutely. God did say in the Bible, even for 10 people, he will not destroy the world. And, you know, they kept testing him. And how about five people? And how about three people? God does care. Trust me, and he's watching. As we always do, start with a prayer, end with a prayer. Uh, so, Jesus, my Savior, actually our Savior, thank you for my country, our country. I bring you before you many divisions and fractions which plague us. I bring to you the divi divisive politics and civil disputes that keep us fighting each other. I pray for the government, and I added, ensure safety, and give them the wisdom to lead well and to secure peaceful lives for their citizens. Help them to make the right decisions that promote flourishing. May you bring unity and prosperity to this country. Lord, may our country turn to you for its hope. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you to the wonderful people that work with us for having us in the air. And check out Robbie Dilmer's shows, The Kingdom, the Christian Car Guy and Kingdom Pursuit. Awesome guy, awesome shows. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. Please check our podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo, and our app, The Cure. Or obviously our website, GodIsTheCure.com. Thank you to our listeners for being with us. And until next Saturday, much love. Always give it your best. Be kind as possible to yourself and others. True in every situation. Keep your values. Don't lose hope. But most importantly, keep
keep the faith. Thank you for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit godisthecure.com.